This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. I love every single aspect of fashion. But of course, new styles, colors, prints, you know, we have our summer clothes, our winter clothes, our dress up clothes, our leisure wear clothes, you know, all these kind of things is just a key element of what it means to be human. Now, maybe you're listening to me, Lauren Jacobs, Young Voice of Change. I'm Kate Pulpit, 79am today, and you are thinking to yourself, what are you talking about? Well, actually, clothes is a big deal. We have to wear clothes, full stop. And yet, while it can be so easy for us to maybe shop for our next outfit and just randomly buy online or, you know just go somewhere and just pick up anything or oh, any old thing or maybe you're one of those people whose wives shop for them and that's okay or maybe you're like me and you just love clothes and the styling of it and just every single element well you know what randomly buying clothes is something that we do do and sometimes it's psychological you know we just are in a bit of a down mood and we go and we buy something it picks us up or maybe we really do need an item of clothing we need to begin to consider a number of things when it comes to our clothes now before you turn that dial and go no lauren i don't want to hear anything about clothes today you are going to want to be with me on voice of change because today we are going to be considering who is making our clothes you know when you pick up something in a store do we ever stop to think and i include myself in this you know who or what was happening at that time to produce that garment who was sewing on that button who was hemming that skirt it can be easy for us to think that maybe a robot made it or maybe it was just mass produced in a factory through a machine. But that's actually not how it happens. The fashion industry is a huge global industry. And the reality is, is that human beings are making our clothes. And oftentimes they are experiencing human rights abuses. And there's so many individuals around the world that are realizing that choosing what we wear and what we put on is a moral issue but also you know for us as we think of morality and we think of what kind of values do we want to have in this world what kind of morals are we bringing out we also know that we are children of God and our mandate is to carefully intentionally servant-heartedly steward and care for not only the planet but also for our fellow human beings we've got to care for the planet stewarded that was the mission that god gave us in the beginning and he has also told us that we are to love our neighbor we are to love other people as we love ourselves. and so thinking about what we're doing with the planet because the fashion industry itself is responsible for huge environmental degradation and is also responsible for 
what we are seeing when it comes to people suffering in human trafficking or slave labor or you know all of those aspects of what it means to produce clothes that you and I wear and so today I'm going to be introducing you to something phenomenal in my opinion fashion revolution week now I want to pause and say that oftentimes throughout the year we have these weeks or months or awareness days that come and we get all hyped up about it and we go oh this is important but then we only consider it for that week while I'm going to be talking to you about fashion revolution week which is going to be starting next week and it's super exciting My guests are also going to be sharing with you things that we need to consider when we want to be the best children of God that we can be and do that with intention with how we choose what we wear. And so here I am today here on Voice of Change and we're going to have a great time together because Cyril Naker and Tamburai Chirumi is going to be joining me. Now Cyril is the actual chief executive at Imprint Luxury which is an events PR and marketing company and he has so much extensive experience in event concept, development, planning, organizing press conferences. He's also the country coordinator for Fashion Revolution South Africa, which is, of course, an international fashion activism NGO addressing what is happening in our clothing and textile crisis. And he has done so many high-profile events. He has been a fashion consultant for sustainable clothing brands, a fashion designer by qualification. He has spent decades in this industry and is an influential voice in this area. And Tamburai is the co-founder of the mother and daughter design collaboration called One of Each, an African luxury brand that focuses on luxury leather, African-inspired handbags, all designed here in Cape Town and available to the world. And actually, one of each has gained international recognition in the international space, supplying over 17 outlets worldwide, including the British Museum and the George Washington Museum. Come on, my guests are phenomenal today and have so much experience in this area and are passionate, passionate, passionate about people. The people making the clothes that you and I are wearing. If you look down at yourself today, you will see that you have something on. And something, that's something that you're wearing today was made by someone. And what they're going through today is something we have to consider. So Cyril and Tamburai are with me for the next hour here on Voice of Change. Cyril and Tamburai, it is such a blessing for me to be with you both this morning. And it is so, so awesome that we are getting together. So welcome, welcome to the show. Cyril Tamburai, thank you for being with me on Voice of Change today. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much, Lauren. Good to be here. Now, Cyril, I want to start with you. Um, I'm so excited about Fashion Revolution Week that is going to be starting next week. And it is so exciting to see this is really a movement. But I would love for you to do us the honor of introducing what is actually Fashion Revolution Week. How is it impacting the world? Is it international? And, you know, really just give us some more information on what is Fashion Revolution Week actually about? For sure. Firstly, Lauren, thank you so much, because I know it's the second year that you've really reached out to us. So we appreciate your support. Um, Fashion Revolution Week is definitely global. We're in over 92 countries globally. And uh, proudly, also from South Africa, we represent the South African team. Tambara and myself are part of a team. And Fashion Revolution really is a global movement that basically gets the 
community together, the fashion community together, to really ask a question. That's the hashtag who made my clothes and really it is about the collapse that happened on the 24th of April in 2013 killing over 1,138 people and injuring a further 2,500 more and really what it was was it was the Rana Plaza which was a building in Bangladesh that housed, uh, housed a number of garment factories um, and you know fire broke out killing all of these people. And it really was, um, you know, the, the fourth largest industrial disaster in history. And things like this should never really happen. So Fashion Revolution comes together globally on a digital platform to bring awareness to this movement, to kind of say that, look, slave labor in the, in the clothing industry, um, the, the practices of how we produce our, our clothing in terms of the environment, um, all of these things are highlighted over Fashion Revolution Week, which happens over the 19th to the 25th of April. Mm. And, you know, this is something that is just ongoing because we've seen just over this past little while where there's been a brutal murder of a garment worker who's been working in a factory that's supplying H&M clothing. She was murdered by her supervisor. And there's been a huge outcry about this as well. And also just reports that there have been, you know, obviously sexual harassment and assault in these factories where people are making the clothes that you and I are wearing, maybe not you, but, you know, others yeah. of us are wearing. And this is a yeah. huge, huge reality that we are facing, Tambourai. You know, this is something that, you know, even people say, well, we got to stand up for women's rights. Mostly oh. there are women working in these factories. So what do we have to say when we encounter something like this? There has been an outcry about even just this young woman's death. But what more is there that we have to be doing and considering when it comes to these realities? Mm, absolutely. I think it's really important to, to step back and look at our own environments. Firstly, you know, I think that's always the most important thing to say. Um, if you're a business owner, if you're someone that's part of the industry, um, how are you contributing? You know, because we can all have views about it, but the, the little bit that we do towards trying to make the industry a better place for people that work in it is really, really important. You know, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, from, you know, especially um in our factories in our uh, places of production if we're saying that we are a conscious brand if we're saying that we are you know eco-friendly or whatever what about the people the people aspect is really really important because i think a lot of the time we look at the materials that have been used we look at all those factors first before we actually think about the people that are going to be producing these things, mm. you know, so like any sort of environments where there's corporate environments or any sort of work environments, I think we need to take manufacturing environments, especially in the clothing industry, more seriously in terms of retail people. Mm. That's so true because it's like fashion has become really a statement. You know, we choose how we dress to tell the world something about who we are. We see this when it comes to messages on T-shirts and brands that use social justice messages or, you know, feminist messages or whatever messages they are portraying. But then really how we dress is something that we consciously choose in that way or maybe we consciously choosing, you know, what kind of clothing we want to wear or what kind of message we want to give. But then all also, there's a moral factor to this, isn't there, Cyril? How we choose to dress is one thing, but, 
you know, what we choose to wear is also affecting other people's lives. And those lives are people's lives that we have to begin to consider. But is it that we are so far removed from the people that make our clothes? You know, it's kind of like, well, they somewhere else. We never consider that, that it's kind of numbed us to this reality of someone is actually making my clothes and that someone's life has is and will be affected by the choices I make. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Lauren, since we last spoke, um, you know, we've had so many things that have happened um, globally, you know, obviously one of them being the the pandemic, the COVID pandemic. And that's almost been like a reset button for all of us to kind of really stop and take cognizance of really where, where we're at, what are we doing, what are we contributing our lives towards. And in the clothing sector, for instance, you know, we've had George Floyd, we've had the Me Too movement, we've had, we're currently having Stop Asian Hate, you've raised up uh, the issue of, um, you know, sort of uh, sexual harassment and justice for uh, Jayasri. Um, so, you know, these things, they should not just be names, you know, these are people, these are people that, like you and I, had families, you know, um, had siblings, and there's a whole story around it. And when it comes to clothing, you know, what I, I often say, and I find it so sad, is that we worry about gymming and we worry about what we eat and we worry about how we look, um, but we don't actually think about the clothes that we wear, mm-hmm. how it was made, by whom it was made, and under what working conditions those clothes were made. And, you know, if you went out into the street today and you said to somebody, do you support slave labor? The person would say no. Mm-hmm. Do you say, do you support human trafficking? The person's going to say no. Um, but yet that's actually what we're doing with our clothing. And to be honest, you know, in 2021, there is no excuse. In the day of technology, information overload, access to Google, access to information, there is no excuse for people to kind of claim ignorance at the moment. Mm. You know, so we need to be aware. As consumers, the onus is on us to actually inform ourselves, educate ourselves, and kind of get to know where our clothes come from. Mm. That's so true. You know, Tambora, I'm going to ask you this you know one of the things that people say you know kind of it it happens in different areas where where people say well I can't afford to buy clothing that is you know maybe sustainable because maybe there's it's more expensive or I can't afford to support local designers like our president has been urging people to do in his state of the nation addresses to support local you know and support to support local brands and to help local businesses and to do all that. But people often say, well, it's easier for us to go where there's fast fashion and it's easier for us because it's cheaper, you know, choosing slow fashion, choosing sustainable clothing or eco-conscious brands are more expensive, which, yes, is true. So how do we combat that? How do we how do we get to a place? It's kind of like people say, well, I can't afford to eat organic food because it's more expensive than the normal food I can get at a corner store, which is true and it's relevant. So how do we, it is a big, big question that people ask, how do I do this? You know, money is a factor. Unemployment is high. South Africans struggle. How are we going to, you know, try and change things when it comes to making the right choices, but also knowing that there may be finances that dictate those choices? Absolutely, you're right. I mean, it's a reality, especially in South Africa, um, you know, where we're living and the unemployment rate is quite high and that type of thing that the last thing that someone is thinking about 
um, you know, on a daily basis is um, where to find the most conscious brand, mm. you know, when we're talking about the majority of our population. But I think there's so many ways of being able to do it. So, for instance, um, you know, thrifting. I think thrifting is quite a big thing where there's that ability to say, how do you not support fast fashion, you know, if you mm. can't buy from local brands that produce locally, but how are you able to reinvent your clothing? Because now we're talking about people that consume clothes that like to look good, but how do we do it in that conscious way? Mm. You know, and in terms of supporting small businesses, it's not particularly, um, I mean, local brands who produce locally, it's not always particularly buying from them, but, you know, one can endorse you know, um, and, you know, um, sort of endorse the, these brands. Also get to know a little bit more um, and educate yourself more to find out, okay, what, how do they produce their, their items? What, you know, what, what happens behind the scene? I think it's about knowing more to then aspire to be able to, to, to afford the way we sort of aspire to buy bigger brand clothing or that type of thing, you know? So I think we need to start, the way we would aspire to buy um, those really expensive big brand tackies, we should encourage people to aspire owning things from local brands, you know, because it starts with that mindset already before you're able to even afford it or purchase it. And I think there's also a, I wouldn't say it's a misconception, but I think local brands actually produce are now aware of the fact that they are perceived or we are perceived as expensive. Mm -hmm. So if you go out there and you look at what the retailers are costing versus what the online stores of some local brands are costing, it's actually not that different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not way more expensive than what you're buying from the local retailers. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about doing the research if you really want to support, um, you know, sustainable, ethically produced items. It's about doing your research to find out, you know, which local brands are more affordable and that kind of thing. Mm, that's so cool. You know, Cyril, do you want to jump in there as well? And maybe someone's listening that's saying, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying and I would like to make certain changes in my life. I don't really know how, but then how can I go about doing this? What kind of tips and tools would you give to someone listening that's thinking that today? Yeah, for sure, Lauren. You know, I think we often get asked that question as a, as a, as a team at fashion and, you know, it's great to be chatting with Tambara because she is a designer mm -hmm. and her brand is one of, one of each, you know, so people can, you know, hop online, have a look at her brand, for instance. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, I, I just look at myself, you know, I think the first thing I would, the advice that I would give somebody would be do an edit of your wardrobe, have a look at your wardrobe, have a look at, what is it that you actually need? And to be honest, when you actually probably do an edit, you're going to realize that you probably don't need to shop for a while. Mm. But you then will also identify items that you do need. And, you know, maybe you do need a pair of black jeans or maybe you need a white collared shirt. And, you know, I'm just speaking from a guy's wardrobe mm. perspective. Then you kind of do your research and you kind of hop online if you're going to do online shopping and you know what your price points are, what your budget is. But look for local brands first, you know, and if you can't find something local that's affordable within your budget, when you go to mainstream retail, look at the care label. Mm. East, look at that. To kind of where was this garment produced? And I promise you, I mean, I shop at most of the retail outlets, but most of my clothing is manufactured locally in South Africa. So, and, and I don't often spend huge amounts of money on 
local designer brands. I do support where I can, mm. but I also buy from mainstream detail. So to be, you know, to be quite honest, there is no excuse. You know, even down to a pair of jeans, you know, we have local jeans manufactured here in South Africa. So I think, you know, um, even shoes, you know, we have local factories in, in Natal that are producing shoes and footwear. Mm. So we really need to be supporting these brands. And again, you know, to pick up what you've spoken about, our president has been speaking about supporting local. And we need to be supporting these brands more so now because, you know, um, since the pandemic, a lot of people have been losing their jobs. Mm. Um, you know, so we need to be supporting local, not just supporting the green grocer. It's about also supporting the designers in our mm. community. Because as long as we have people, we, there's, there's a need for clothing. And again, yes, I understand that there's budget constraints, but, you know, I shop on both sides. I shop at a local designer, but I also shop local. And I don't shop all that often, you know. So we need to take stock of what we need and then be wise about it. And, you know, like Tamburai was saying, do your research. And that's what we really need to be doing. So, you know, we can't sort of really blame the system while the system has a lot to answer for. Um, but as consumers, we've also got to do our part. So, you know, that's and you know, for the listeners who are listening, you know, Cyril always looks super stylish. I always think that he's always done up by somebody specific. And there you hear, you know, that it's about making the right choices. You can look really, really good and you are making those moral and ethical choices that we all need to be considering when it comes to our clothes. We don't want you to go anywhere. We're going to take a really, really quick music break. But Cyril and Tambra are still going to be with me after this. So don't go anywhere. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, on Voice of Change today, and we hope that you are having a fantastic Thursday, and I hope that you're enjoying the conversation that you are having with us today because we are enjoying sharing this information with you, creating awareness, and telling you a lot about Fashion Revolution Week, which we're going to touch on again and get back into. Now, Tambarai, I want to know from you, what are your hopes in terms of creating a fashion revolution? Because you are involved with Fashion Revolution Week, but also just raising awareness and bringing to our conscious minds the choices that we need to be making i'm sure that you have hopes you know not only for now and also for the future in terms of creating a fashion revolution in the way that we do fashion and think about fashion so what would your hopes be in terms of creating something that really is going to affect changing people Okay, so my, I think my hopes really for a, a fashion revolution in the future is a very inclusive fashion industry, first of all, um, an industry where um, young people want to aspire to be part of, a industry that is um, attractive um, in terms of, you know, a fair minimum wage that is paid to people to be able to have a dignified lifestyle. I think, you know, I am very passionate about what fibers are used and all of that. But what I feel very close to my heart is the people aspect, mm. you know, for many years and many, many years, even if we look at how we've gotten to this brand as a fashion revolution, it's had to do with the people more than um, the materials or anything else that has been used in producing items. So I think it's a very important aspect of who we are. I mean, you cannot you know, go out without needing a jacket if it's cold or whatever. Mm. Um, so we also need to recognize the fact that, you know, um, 
clothing contributes um, hugely to the economy. Uh, clothing is an item of love. You feel good when you look good. So why can we not treat our people as glamorous as we feel that the industry is? You know, so I think that's my 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 greatest hope is to see an industry that has shifted globally to take away the poverty from people who work in factories to become a dignified and, you know, um, aspirable a job spec, per se, <laughs> if mm, I can say it in that yeah. way. Mm, I love that. Right now it is, you know, young people don't think, oh, my goodness, um, I, I want to be a teamster. Mm-hmm. But it's possible um, for them to have that as a career. Mm. Oh, I love that. And it's completely a mind shift for the younger generation as well. You, we don't grow up, well, I consider myself still part of the younger generation, which I am, but we, I didn't grow up learning needlework or sewing or anything like that. There was None of that was cultivated. So when I need a hem put in, I asked my husband to do it because he knows how to do that. <laughs> my husband knows how to how to do seamstress stuff and I don't know how to do it. You know, I think it's again we kind of see that it just wasn't cool when we were growing up to exactly like you say learn how to sew or think, well I could be that or we think that we need certain skills. I know for me I used to dream about being a designer from very young, but I thought, well I'm not good at a sewing machine. And I think it's again then needing people like yourself, Tamburai, to encourage younger people as well to say you can go into this industry an industry that we want to see a dignified industry and to cultivate that love and do you see young people wanting to become designers still and wanting to go into that industry for the right reasons definitely i think um more and more young people are wanting to explore the industry Um, And I see this on a daily basis because I'm working with young women from underserved communities, actually training them how Mm. to, um, you know, work behind machines, but also not just behind, um, you know, domestic machines or or home-based type of thing, but like the real factory type of stuff so that they also get a sense of what it is before they actually get themselves into it, you know, Mm. because I think there isn't much education that's done around the fact that the fashion industry is huge, but what exactly do you want to do there? You know, Mm. what exactly do you see um, you're able to do? I think a lot of the time people just want to be designers, um, but that's actually not what they want to be. Maybe they want to be a stylist. Maybe they want to be um, a merchandiser or a buyer or or, or that type of thing. You know, but I think if if young people are already starting to learn um, the conscious way of doing it and enter the industry with a certain mindset to say that, this is how people should be treated. You know, if you start your own business, you know, if, if this whole fashion revolution thing can be included in the education system as mm. part of the curriculum in the fashion industry, I think it could change the industry like in quite a, a marvelous way. Mm. And I think they're already doing that. I'm not 100% sure, but I think um, it's something that's being done already. Mm. Wow. That would be amazing to have this included in how we educate as well, you know, from from school already. It would be absolutely incredible. And so I want to ask you, you know, we are hearing more, of course, about sustainable options. Big stores and big chains are choosing to maybe recycle, encouraging, you know, people outside to come and drop your, you know, old clothes off here and dump it in the thing and we give you a bit of a voucher. You know, thrifting is gaining a bit of traction, but are 
we seen enough changes are big brands making you know big changes that are affecting positively you know the fashion industry is change happening quick enough and is it happening in big leaps i think it's um it's a fair question and i think a lot of brands are sort of speaking about sustainability and ethical business practices which is a good thing so in terms of you know are we doing enough uh, there's always room to do more for sure mm-hmm. uh, i would also caution against greenwashing and i would urge the consumers to hop online to find out if a brand is making a specific claim do your due diligence do your research and find out is what they're saying factual and true because remember we live in an age of pr and marketing mm-hmm. and it is interesting that over fashion revolution week or over fashion revolution month um a lot of brands make a lot of claims locally internationally and they try to get into the bandwagon of saying we are sustainable we are ethical but when you actually do the research you realize that this is actually not true mm-hmm. so this is what fashion revolution really is about about holding brands accountable so if you make a statement you got to live by by that or you got to show the evidence you know and hence we have the transparency index which is a great tool in fashion revolution and it it really shows you which brands even if they don't tick all the boxes they kind of at least putting their hands up to say hey listen we're trying we tr- we're doing our best we're trying to come back to what tambura was saying about the campuses that is 100% true uh you know the, the its systemic change is so deep that it needs to come from from a, from a school level from the education from the curriculum so over the last few years we have gotten involved with local fashion campuses um but there's still much more that we can do so you know from there are a lot of sustainable courses that that come up every now and again but concern always is those courses cost a lot of money mm-hmm. um it's not accessible to all so you know if if there's a fashion campus that's a government campus uh that offers fashion design or any design course really they should be teaching business practices you know so sustainable and ethical business practices so we certainly can do a lot more um and we need to do a lot more and and something like fashion revolution gives awareness and raises awareness in terms of asking these questions and and kind of also saying hey listen we also have resources that you can download off mm. the fashion revolution website you know so you can read about stuff you can get informed um so yeah these these are vital tools that we need to be pushing and to be encouraging Hmm. And to jump on to what you're saying, I would love to know, you know, are there events going to be happening? What's going to be happening during Fashion Revolution Week? Uh what are the exact dates and, you know, are there things happening or events that people can, you know, learn more from? What is the actual structure and core of what's going to be taking place that week? For sure. So Fashion Revolution Week, the official dates are the 19th to the 25th of April 2021. Um and I am so excited because um and we get to say this on your show for the first time because mm. it's the first year interview that we're doing. This particular year what we're doing is we're taking the hashtag who made my clothes and we've actually translated it into the 11 official languages in South Africa. Mm. And we've also done a 12th which is sign language. And at the beginning of the year for me, you know, I was thinking, you know, why is it that when it comes to South Africa our movement the fashion revolution movement is is really a little bit slow and it really occurred to me that you know forget fashion revolution but if you just talk about a revolution in itself unless you speak of it in a language that everybody understands you're not really going to get the traction that you want and you know south africa is a 
uh, country, you know, and 11 official languages in itself tells you just how complex we are. But it's a beautiful country and the languages are beautiful. So we've taken on the challenge. And while we are doing just the hashtag of who made my clothes or I made your clothes, we're also looking into the next year of looking at all the resources that you can download, also getting those resources downloaded into the 11 official languages as well. So, you know, when you speak in someone's language, it is so much better because people understand. And that's really important for us as the South African team. So um, this is exciting for us. It would be available on um, Twig. People could download the the, the hashtag in, in the 11 official languages. It will also be available on Cape Town Fashion Council's website as well. So, And we will probably most likely also put it onto the international Fashion Revolution website as well so that you could download all of these assets. And, you know, that is because we at least I feel that we're, we're starting now something that is relevant to us. So, you know, when it comes to what we are doing here for the week, we are having a conversation at Fields, mm-hmm. uh, at the Fields mm-hmm. store. We're going to be talking about manufacturing because you've raised the, the issue of why is local or, or local can be perceived expensive. And sometimes it is mm-hmm. because of the import duties on fabric and fiber even on yarn, you know, so so we'll be talking about that. And then we partnered up with Egg at Cavendish, and we're going to be having a conversation, and we're also going to be looking at the um, omni-channel of retail. What does it actually look like? Also the younger generation. So we know that Gen Z is now really shopping, and they are doing a lot, so we want to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. And we've also partnered with Rewoven, and Rewoven will be doing a roadshow with a few of the fashion campuses, um, also talking about the the language issue, they will also be showing a, a, a local video that was shot here, which highlights designers and some of the issues that are faced. Um, and there will be conversations. So, um, you know, our media partner is Twig. We also partner with Cape Town Fashion Council. So I know that Twig, for instance, will also be holding the week before Fashion Revolution. Um, we'll be holding a webinar talking to the African coordinators, country coordinators. So that's going to be also interesting to kind of see what is each country doing within the continent of Africa. So it's quite exciting. Mm, So much happening. This is super, super exciting. It's really, really cool. And Tambora, I also wanted to ask you, I know that, you know, you are also very, very passionate about African woman entrepreneurship. And so when it comes to fashion, woman, you know, what would really be your kind of message to us today when it comes to woman fashion, you know, creating a business, turning creative arts into something that's profitable? You know, if someone's maybe listening and thinking, well, maybe this is actually something that I want to do or I just don't know how to do it. What would you say, you know, it's I'm veering slightly off, but what would you say to that woman today that is sitting there thinking that, how can they really turn what they love, even if it's creating clothing, something creative, even accessories into a profitable business? What would you say to that woman listening today? I think, you know, purpose is very important. Um, It's very important for you to... um, unlock and find what your purpose is and I think from there you're then able to establish a business that makes sense as well as a business that adds value you know um, especially if I can think of being part of things like fashion revolution it really all ties in with what the purpose is you know the purpose of what why you've started what you've started for me it's always been about wanting to diversify the industry because I've always felt that it's not diverse enough you know, so I think it's really, really important for one to to have that as their core to understand um, 
you know, what's the purpose? And once you have the purpose, everything else sort of starts making sense and comes uh, um, for you to be actually be able to make a profit. Um, it really helps on the hard days and, you know, when you're mm-hmm. experiencing all the, the challenges that entrepreneurship comes with or running a fashion business. Um, you know, it's not really, it's not an easy thing to do, um, but knowing what, what you're doing and why you're doing it is very, very important. Mm. And I'm sure that it's been even more intense for brands during the pandemic and during everything that we have been experiencing over the last years, you know, entrepreneurship and having your own business must be quite intense during this time. And so, Tambra, I want to say thank you, firstly, for joining us today. And also, we just really pray all the best and so many blessings for everything that you are doing from your own brand, from designing collaboration, you know, from everything, teaching and encouraging the next generation. Thank you so much and all the best. May God richly bless you with that. And thank you. Thank you, Tambrai. And Cyril, I wanted to just say thank you for being this voice, you know, for being a voice of change in this industry. Thank you for everything that you are doing, you know, with Fashion Revolution Week and beyond that. And I want to say thank you for being on the show today because we've really been informed through both of you being here. And I truly believe in the challenge as we walk away from here today, the challenge of us as listeners to think, okay, I need to be thinking differently about how I'm choosing what I'm wearing, what I'm choosing, what I'm buying. And so, Sarah, I want to say thank you for being with us today and may God richly bless you in everything that you're going to be doing in the next weeks and months and years, I believe, to come. Lauren, thank you so much. And I really, really do mean this. And thank you because, you know, whatever media attention we get for Fashion Revolution Week, we really appreciate it. And thank you for supporting the cause from the beginning and always being a champion on that. I also just want to sort of ask, you know, your list, please hop online and Mm. um, sign the manifesto on Fashion Revolution's website. We do need the numbers. Also follow Fashion Revolution South Africa on social media and, you know, with Tamburai, with local designers like one of each to, for, for your listeners to support local designers. We need that. And that's really what will make the movement, what will make what we're doing really gain traction. Um, and we appreciate that. And, you know, I do believe that it is our God-given right to be a voice for people that don't have a voice, to stand up for people in industries where people are not being treated fairly. Uh, clothing is biblical in terms of, you know, it's it starts at the beginning, it ends at the end of the, you know, that we know that clothing is a huge factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe that we, we have uh, a role to play as believers and we really need to stand up for ethics and values. And, and that is a big part. So wherever your gifting is, you know, and if it's in the clothing industry, whatever roles it is massive and we need to use our voice is mm. a perfect platform so thank you so much mm. amen to that and so can you give us that website address where we can go on over to sign that fashion revolution manifesto because i think that that's so important is there an address that you can give us yes for sure so it's www.fashionrevolution.org so I'll say it again, uh, www.fashionrevolution.org, and you'll see that the manifesto is right next to the About page. So it's got a little tab. You click on it, and you sign the manifesto online. 
Mm, awesome. We encourage all the listeners to please go on over. This is not only about, as Tambri mentioned, you know, what fibers we are thinking about in our clothing. This is also about people, and we need to be considering that. So please go on over to fashionrevolution.org and click on that manifesto. Put your name down. And again, thank you both for being with me today here on Voice of Change, and may God richly bless you both. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. So now we have given you everything that you need to consider you know what, the next time when you buy something from the store. And this is not to make you feel guilty or shameful at all. It's really, really about just allowing ourselves to become more conscious about the choices that we make in our life. No, we do not need to feel guilty when we buy ourselves something or, you know, when we go to the store and we want to buy ourselves a new outfit to wear to that friend's wedding or, you know, that child's graduation or that event or that bridal shower. But it is really about just thinking about our choices and about being more more conscious and ethical one of the things that's important for me in my life that I realized a couple of years ago was that I knew in my heart as a vegetarian at that stage of my life that I wanted to really make the best choices on the earth the kind of world that I wanted to have and so speaking to people and you know analyzing brands that were providing food and making sure that the food that I was choosing was ethical you know thinking about things that if someone wants to order fish and wants to eat fish we need to look at choosing brands that are sustainable and that are eco-friendly that are not mass fishing or things like that so there's a lot to consider even when you choose your food and that's all that we are presenting to you today we are saying that we need to be consciously thinking about the choices that we make we need to be thinking well who did make my clothes and if i do pick up a brand and i do see where it's made and i know that there's you know cause for concern with child labor and trafficking in this place do I really want to support that? Because if we continue to support that, the need will still be there and people's lives will still be harmed. Just as we were talking about at the beginning of the show, you know, garment workers' lives are often placed in danger and people are killed and lose their lives. Whether it be by factories collapsing or supervisors harming people, we know that this is happening and it is not up to us as children of God to be supporting those kind of industries. So today we have a hopeful conversation as well. We see individuals that are raising awareness and that are speaking to us to make certain changes in our lives. And we can rise up to that challenge. We are more than capable, more than able. So the next time that you want to choose something, choose something that's made by a local designer. Choose those brands that have transparency about who is creating those clothes, making those clothes, and what they are doing to make a better world world not only for our environment which is super important but also for people and so go on over remember as we said to fashionrevolution.org and go and sign that manifesto that's really going to help change so many things it's been so good to be with you here today on voice of change i hope that we have given you something to consider today i trust that we have have a wonderful wonderful rest of the evening and see you next week This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.